Thank you, Jesus. Can you just the nature of what I'm about to share with you is such that in the time that we have and with the limitation of human language, it's impossible to communicate successfully for you to get everything. What will help you is if you maintain a spiritual posture. When Jesus was teaching the disciples, he told them one day, he said, don't be very interested, I'm paraphrasing now, he told the disciples, he said, don't be very interested in copying notes when I am teaching you, but recognize the fact that the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. I hear what I'm saying. So it means that the words that you hear can be a means of communication of realities. So Jesus was telling them, as I'm teaching you, you are hearing words. But what you don't know is that a new spirit is entering inside you and a new life is entering inside you. Are you understanding what I'm explaining? So even as you are hearing the word being communicated concerning academic excellence, if you can maintain a spiritual posture and consciousness, what will happen is that the spirit of academic excellence is what will enter into you and it will produce a life of academic excellence. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Do you understand that? Please, can you speak back to me? Do you understand that? So, on that note, can you bow your heads in one minute and pray in the spirit? Just pray in the spirit for one minute. For one minute. Just bow your heads. Can you pray in the spirit? I can't hear you. Open your mouth and pray in the spirit. Open your mouth. Can you pray loud? So that you can not still be in the flesh in this place. I need you to remind yourself that you are a spiritual person. Can you pray in the spirit? Can you pray out? You have 30 seconds more. Can I hear your voices? Can I hear your voices? Try to shut out physical distractions. Try to shut it out. Can I hear your voices? 20 more seconds. Louder. Can you raise it a bit? Can you raise it a bit? And then can you make it faster? 10 more seconds. You have 10 more seconds to do that. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now I want you to stay like that. Stay in that posture. Even as you pay attention. And then meanwhile, 
I don't know if there was someone in the media unit that was assigned to take to handle it. So please, maybe you came to take notes, but maybe you can assist or you want to assist, please do that. You can go and assist by the grace of God. Also pay attention. Spirit of the Lord will help you. So um, we're going to talk about pathways to the top. Pathways to the top. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 13. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Yes. So that, come on. Maybe 20 minutes to 7. 20 minutes to 7. You can come, come back. So you can follow us. Deuteronomy 28 verse 13. Is it possible? If it's not possible, it's a Bible study. So I, I believe you came with your Bible. Deuteronomy 28 verse Bible. Can I, can I see your hands? Bible study... Always come with your Bible, please. For Bible study, always come with your Bible. Deuteronomy 28, verse 13. Um, let's do that quickly. Can we read together? Deuteronomy 28, verse 13. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You have to be very fast, or maybe we'll have someone that will help us read. A fast reader, so that you open to it quickly, and you always read for everybody. That way we can make progress faster. Are you there? One, two, three, go. And the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. And it shall be above only, and you shall not be beneath, if that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day, to observe and to do them. You shall be above only, you shall not be below. Alright, so you... If you, if you are following me you, from that scripture, you realize that believers have a natural heritage at the top. Believers are naturally wired to be at the top. In your academics, wherever you find yourself in business, in medical field, in music, believers are naturally wired to operate from the top. Your heritage is that You'll be the best in whatever you have. You will have a mountaintop destiny. We, have, we are ordained to rule from the top. And then we have seen from that scripture, it said, it will make you the head and not the tail. You'll be above only. Right? And it shall not be beneath. But he now said, if. He said what? If. Can you continue? If you will hearken unto the commandment. This means... This means that this destiny is dependent on something. Are you following me this morning, uh, this evening? This is very important. It means that this destiny is dependent on what? On certain commandments. He said, you will be the head and not the tail. You will be above and not beneath. If. And this evening, we just understand, we we'll unravel the Practical wisdom steps. Practical wisdom steps that you can take to the top of your academics. Practical wisdom steps. So, that, those commandments that would help you. It's just the things that I want to share by the grace of God this evening. And I want you to take note that in this season, in this season, God is intentional and God moves with his people in times and seasons. 
in this season you realize that there is a willingness in the heart of God to bring his people into academic excellence if you notice this I know we've been having times that we'll pray and then we'll talk about things before an exams but this season if you notice with me it's different are you getting what I'm saying in that this is a season that God wants to bring people realistically into the realms of academic excellence. And when God has a purpose in mind, he brings things together to ensure that that purpose is executed. So, to you and to me, it might look like things just worked out such that you are here and I am here. But in the agenda of God, God has been very intentional in planning and designing that in this season, someone will be around at this certain time. This will be the emphasis in the church in this season. Certain people will be seated down there and you are one of them. And then he will bring you into a realm of academic excellence. Are you getting what I'm saying? So if you are not conscious that God is a God of times and seasons, meaning that in this particular time, I could have been anywhere on the earth. In this particular time, you could have been anywhere on campus. But the fact that we are here at this point in time. It's, God is intentional about what he wants to do. I just felt I should chip that in so that you'll be conscious that it is different from every other season. This season is different. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you have been around Chapel of Praise, you realize that God moves with us in times and seasons. There will be a time and season and an emphasis of, you know, angelic assistance. There was a time like that, am I right? There was also a season and a time of emphasis like that that God wants to do. In this season, I can tell you that God wants to bring people again into academic excellence. Be conscious because it's always like the pool of Bethesda. Once it is steered, it is those that are able to jump in, that are able to receive it in that season. You can be able to find it somewhere else. But the only assurance that you'll find it is that you catch up in this season. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Meaning, it's not a mistake that you are here and that I am here. Naturally, it looks like strike happened, one or two things happened, and I found myself here. But in God's agenda, everything was planned. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Meaning, this, there will never be another season like this. Let me say what, this is what I mean. If you miss it, I'm not God, so I don't know how it will happen. But there are chances that in the years that you have to spend in this school, you might not find another season like this. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are year one or year two. Can I see your hands? 100 or 200 level. Please, can you raise it very well? Okay, so every other level decided to stay back. Well, so it is, it is a blessing for you. Okay, so I started by saying that we have this rulership ordination that God has ordained for us. And then we need... To enter into wisdom. One of the things we need is what? One of the things we need is what? Wisdom. Because God has ordained us to rule wherever we find ourselves. But in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 15 and 16, the Bible says, By wisdom, princes rule. Eh? And kings decree what? Justice. Proverbs chapter 8, 15 and 16. So if you are with your Bible, you can run with me. By me, kings reign. So even though we have been ordained as a king, it is by wisdom 
that you can only reign. Even though God has ordained you a king, outside wisdom, according to the Bible, you can't reign. It is by me, princes decree justice. By me, princes rule, and nobles, even all the judges of the earth. Are you getting what I'm saying? Can you speak back to me? Are you getting what I'm saying? That's good. Okay. So, because, why is it so? Why is it that God has made you to be a king, even in your academics and everything? You know those scriptures, Revelation 5, 9, and 10. But outside wisdom, you can't rule. Why? Because wisdom are the practical steps in which you execute rulership. Wisdom. So, if I were to uh, 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 define wisdom again, I remember last Sunday I defined wisdom. By the help of the Holy Spirit, if I were to define wisdom again, I will say that wisdom are supernaturally inspired steps. That's practical, supernaturally inspired steps that you take towards solving a problem, towards overcoming a challenge, and towards attaining a desired outcome or a set goal. Oh God, I feel like you are being distracted. Are you following what I'm saying? So wisdom, my goal is to build a house at age 30. My challenge is that at age 30 I should have a house. My, my set target is that at age 25 I want to get married. So those are scenarios, those are targets, those are set goals. Wisdom are the steps you will need to take in order to reach your set goal. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is someone following me? Come on, are you hearing me? Please speak out. Are you hearing me? So, if I don't know the steps to take, I will not build a house at age 30. And if my life is looked at, if they decide to query what went wrong, what went wrong was that I lacked sufficient wisdom. So, if your target and desire is to graduate with a certain degree from this institution, the first thing you need is wisdom. Because wisdom are supernaturally inspired steps that you take towards a set goal. Towards a set goal. Towards a desire. Towards a certain target. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are steps. That's why I said on Sunday that wisdom is practical. Wisdom is physical. Knowledge is abstract. You can say, I know. I know. And, we, and I'll believe you that you know. You can say, you know how to have a happy family. I believe you, you know. But that's not wisdom. Until I see that after 10 years of marriage, you have a happy family, I'll say, that man is wise. Because it is what? Practical. You can never say you are wise about something you have not experienced. Are you getting what I'm saying? So your target is to graduate a certain degree. What you need is the practical steps to attain it. And that is what is called wisdom. That's why I said this thing, the, the theme is what? Practical steps to the top. Practical steps that if you leave this place and you take these steps. Meanwhile, 
the things that I'm about to share with you, those steps that I'm about to share with you. Let me start by saying that they are not a do or die affair. It means that, it doesn't mean that if you don't follow these steps, you won't succeed. But what I'm doing for you is that I am giving you the wisdom practically without you having to go and search for it. And this wisdom is practically proven in that it helped somebody get there. So if you decide to follow this template, you will get there. Are you getting what I'm saying? I said that you need steps to take to the top and that is what? Wisdom. That's why I also say that it's not sacrosanct. It's not only this one that exists. You are free to go and find out your wisdom steps. However, this was steps revealed by the Holy Spirit and lived out and the set goal was achieved. And by sharing it with you, I, there is one assurance I can give you by God that it will end you where it ended the last person that used it. Do you get what I'm saying? So the things that I'm saying to you are not things that I read, are not things that I, I discovered somewhere, are not things that, you know, somebody, you know, laid hands and it happened. They are practical steps that, in looking back, we now realize that, oh, this is how the Holy Spirit helped to achieve the set goal. I, as you can see, I, I had to look for, I had to write things down in order to be direct so that I wouldn't say many things. As as it were, this paper now, there are about three teachings on this paper. So the one for today is like from here to here. So what I'm trying to say is that it's not notes that I'm trying to give you to copy. I'm trying to communicate a spirit that helped direct a, a path to a certain destination. And that if you leave this place and surrender and bow to the government of that spirit, you'll definitely end up where you took the last person. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? So bow your heads now and pray that the Lord will communicate it to you by himself. By himself. By his spirit that you will catch it. Please pray. Just pray that you will catch it. Oh Holy Spirit, help me that I want to catch this. It's not, it's not what you write inside your notes that will help you. Because wisdom is practical. It is not theoretical. It is what you will be able to practice that will help you. Can you bow your heads and pray? Can you pray? Can I hear your voice? The Holy Spirit, help me to catch this. Help me to catch this. Help me to catch this. I can't hear your voices. Help me to catch this. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. So, in between, when I tell you to pray, please pray. There is, there is no time. I will just tell you to pray 20 seconds. If you pray, God will answer. If you don't pray, by the time I say in Jesus' name, the prayer has finished. So when I tell you to pray, just help yourself and do what? Pray. 20 seconds, God still answers as much as prayer of two hours. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when I tell you to pray, do what? Pray. So let's look at those practical wisdom steps. That I, I say again, I assure you by God that if you follow these steps, you graduate. You graduate with it, with your set target. By God. Because they, are, they were helped by God. They were reviewed by God and grace was given to follow them and it helped us. How many people were here under in Destiny Alive Forum, Sir Vincent? I, I took 
a course on positioning for academic excellence. You were here, right? Okay, I shared a testimony that day. I said, let me just share it again. We were five brothers, five brothers. And the things I'm about to share with you was our pattern of life, was our belief system, was our value system. Now, I want to show you how effective the things I'm about to share with you are. Now, out of these five brothers, the least person that's the lowest in terms of CGPA graduated with a 4.3. Out of these five brothers, two graduated with a first class. Two graduated with a 4.4. One graduated with 4.3. And if you knew these five brothers, they, they didn't really have time. They, were, they had a lot of things that God was helping them to do. So the, the steps I'm about to give you are practical wisdom steps that if you use it, I doubt when I look at people and I see people, I, I just smile because I doubt, I don't know your schedule, but I doubt your schedule will be close to any of these people. However, God helped them. So how much more with in your time, God can help you also. Can you say amen? All right, so number one, I just decided to put them under three brackets. Number one, you start by... Meanwhile, I, I should even start here. But is there anybody who does not have a target that you want to graduate with here? Is there anybody here? You don't have. Let me see your hands. Don't be shy, please. I need to know whether to start from there. Because that one is like basic. You don't have a target. You don't. What level? 100 level. Any other person? So it means all of us here. By target, I don't mean I want to graduate first class. I want to graduate two one. A target, you know what is called a smart goal? It's specific, it's measurable, it's attainable, it's realistic, and it's time bound. Meaning, for example, first class is not specific. First class is 4.5 to 5.0. What do you want to graduate with? 4.55, 4.89, 4.95, 4.72. So now, if you don't have something like that, can I see your hands? If you don't have, don't feel shy. Come on. This is like a seminar. If you don't have, I advise you that as you are going home, that's your first thing to start from. That's your first place to start from. Write it down somewhere. I know you want to hide it, so write it where you can hide it very well. But if you are me, I'll post it in my, in my room so that if it doesn't happen, I'll know that I'll be ashamed of myself. So when I look at it, I'll put my head down. When I look, I'll put my head down. When I, I'll put my head down. And they say, come, let's go and watch ball. I'll look at it. I'm coming. I'll put my head down. Eh? When it's time for, for my... Okay, so three practical steps. And if you are first, if you are 100 level here and 200 level, let me give you a soft target. Start from a 4.6 because everything I want to teach here, it cannot... It will help you for those in 300 and 400. That you, what you are trying to do is remed, remedy. You are doing remedial course from, from now going forward. But everyone in 100 and 200 level, let your minimum target be a 4.6 so that you can understand where, where I'm building to. Don't worry even if you don't want it. Just for the sake of this class, let it be what? A 4.6. Maybe it's too much for you. But for the sake of this, are you getting what I'm saying? So number one, scoring strategically. 
Your top, your path to the top begins with your scores. Scoring strategically. Scoring, scoring, scoring strategically. Scoring strategically. Just put that down quickly and look up, look up at me. Scoring, S-C-O-R-I-N-G, strategically. Now, a lot of people don't know that your A begins with your CA. A lot of students don't know that. A lot of students prioritize their exams more than their CA. That's when you start getting yourself in trouble. Your CA is your priority before exams. Your CA is an exam that you can score 100%. You know how you feel about exams. You know how you feel about exams. But exams is 70. In some cases, 60. If you get a 30 over 40 in CA, it's an A. Your challenge is that from day one in school, you prepare for exam. If you, are, if, if you want to graduate the first class, prepare for CA. Don't prepare for exams. If you want to graduate with a first class, start preparing for your what? You know how you submit assignments that used to arrive that morning and copy? You know now. Is it not true? You now look, you carry three or four and combine and copy. But an assignment is an exam that they gave you to take home. An assignment is an exam that they allowed you to cheat. If I were you, if an assignment is over 10, if they don't give me 10 over 10, I have failed. Because that's the way, see the way the school are serious over 70 marks, over 60. If you could have gotten 25 over 30, by now you'd be sleeping. The pressure with which you are reading will reduce and your chances for success will increase. Because you know you are reading with pressure. That's why you are reading and forgetting. You know you are reading with pressure. When you read, you look at what is remaining. But imagine if you had 25 in the back somewhere. Would your, will your nature of reading, will it change, yes or no? Will you be more relaxed? Let me tell you the truth. You will grab more if you are more relaxed. But most times I see students, they are trying to make up on a seer. You are already disadvantaged. It's like trying to run a race with your two legs tight. Because why? You say, ah, my CA, I had three over 30. I had five over 30. So I could, the only hope is that, that I must score up to 60 over 70. Every exam hall I enter, as I'm sitting down, all I need from that exam hall is 55. All I need from that exam hall is what? 55. I'm not under pressure. I can't be under pressure. So that's why in the morning of the exams, I'm, I'm still normal. Because work was done. I have 25 in the bag. A is how many? A is how many? A is how many? 70 minus 25. 70 minus 25. That's all you need. That's all you do what? But the way you, you know that in the way you, pre, you prepare with so much 
Can, don't you relate? Should I move on? You should understand what I'm saying. You are disadvantaged because of the heat inside. You are ready. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, I only had 10 over 30, 10 over 40. And so, and then the brain works when you are dressed. Your mind is already safe. Your mind is already relaxed. That you have. So, in every day, in every course of my life, the test for me is an exam. And as the lecturer begins teaching at the beginning of the semester, what me I'm trying to find out, either from the lecturer or for previous sets, is how does this man give his CA? Does he give one test over 30? Does he give assignments 15? Test 15. Does he give two tests 15, 15? That's one of the things I try to find out from once a course starts. And once that man has started, I know that I'm looking for minimum 25 over 30 CA and minimum 55 over 70 in exams. Now tell me the truth. 55 over 70 and 70 over 70, which one is easier to get? Does that make sense to anybody here? So it means that if I have an assignment, to you, it's an assignment. To me, that's my 10 marks, meaning the only thing I have to fight for now is 90. That's how, I, that's how the brain works. If I'm given a, a, a test, ah, that's an opportunity to score 30, and the volume of the work is not as much as exams, and so, the way I prepare for a test is the same you will see me for an exam. There is no, because the tactics is to get as much marks as you can before your exams. Tell your neighbor, get as much marks as you can before the exams. So that in exams, you can read in peace. Does that make sense to anybody here? So, what did I say? I said scoring what? Strategically. So every CA, what my target is what? 22 to 25. And in my exam, as I'm entering, the target is what? 55 to 60. This is the way I write an exam. I write it in such a way that I'm saying, Covenant, come on, both of turn on the Eh? So turn on so lose 10 marks. Do you get what I'm saying? No, it was, was, was. 10 marks. Is it not okay to lose 10 marks? But most times, because the target is to gain 70 marks, you are under pressure. So I know that as I'm entering an exam hall, all I have to lose is 10. So the, the way I write is such that when he has now marked up, there is nothing he will see to remove more than 10 marks. And I'm still in my A. Are you getting what I'm saying? So if you are given an assignment, most times I will be given an assignment. They will say, make it just one page. But when my friends come around to see the number of pages I'm done with my assignment, before I now reduce it to the one page, they say, ah, now 10 paper. No, now 10 paper they give. The mentality is different. That 10 marks leaves me with only 90 marks. And it makes my work, what? Easier. So a first class student will always score strategically. Will always score how? Strategically. In your test, in your CAs. The lecturers that say that CA is 40, they are my bestie. I feel like always buying mineral for them. 
because it means I only have 60 to prepare. That's a cheap A. That's a very cheap A. Imagine you have 35. What do you need in exams to have an A? What do you need in exams to have an A? 45 and 70, which one is easier to get? Have you seen where your A has been, where you have been losing marks? Focus on your C. Work on your C as hard as if you were towards an exam. Most times, when a lecturer gives tests, sometimes, he gives tests when he has not even gotten to half of the course. Is he not? So why don't you cover half of your course and get an A? Get an A from your C. So a first-class student knows that his 100 marks begins with what? C. Now, number two, you st- a first-class student studies strategically. Oh, year one, please don't hear this thing and just copy notes. Oh, I wish you have, oh, I wish I, I was in, in your shoe. Then they will now say, let's exchange lifetime. Let me go back to year one. I was still discussing with someone this morning. And I said, so sir, are you saying that because you know what you know now? I said, if you doubt what I'm telling you, go and check my result from when I knew what I knew now. And compare it. That even I started from year one like that, it would be a perfect CGPA to graduation. A perfect CGPA. Just if you doubt it, go and check from when I knew, by the grace of God, the things that I'm sharing now. You will now see that it's just, it, I didn't just roll back time. Let's go back to year one. So in your math, one, one, your physics, one, one, your, your, your lab work, everything, start with your CA. Your lab reports, start with your, some people will go and be sitting down in the lab to be writing that beginning part. You know that beginning part, introduction, um, methodology, right? I don't know if they allow it now, but in our time, we'll stay a night before, I'll write, I'll draw diagram with pencil and ruler. Draw. If you see the lab report, I'm, the only thing I'm coming there to do is to put figures, find some way, sit down, plot, graph. Because those are my CAs. If I get 30 there, my work is reduced. Now, number two, study strategically. Now, First-class students don't study. They research. I know you are studying. But have you seen a first-class student? He does research. So, for example, this is how I used to study. So, is anybody with a school book? Can I use physics? Electromagnetic induction. That's Phys 102, right? That's a topic in Phys 102, right? Faraday's law of electricity, right? Now, I have the things that were taught in physics 102, and this is my note. Now, the, you and I know that in this exam, you have kept this note. You have read, you have read, you have read. You are now somewhere in the middle. You now find yourself small. <laughs> and then you started again, you read till the end, and you stood up and entered an exam. Have you not studied? Have you not studied? Have you not studied? That's enough. That's okay. That's not too much. That's average. That's okay. At all, at all, C, B, then they will now tell you that C. Now say, I wrote, I wrote what was deserving of an A. I agree with you. But if I start probing how you studied, I will tell you that don't be too quick to brag. Can you relax yourself first? Because what you did was study. So have you seen someone who wants to graduate in their first class? So in your physics 102, in each and every topic they taught you in school, 
electromagnetic induction, for example, you pick up a physics textbook and beyond what you were taught in school, you, are, you use that textbook to enhance your understanding. It means you are not just reading your note to pass. Your note is what you read to write exams. But in enhancing your understanding of the subject matter called electromagnetic induction, you need at least two textbooks. In such a way that till today, by the grace of God, if you ask me what is Faraday's first law of electrolysis, I'll tell you. Second law of electrolysis, I'll tell you. Electromagnetic induction, I'll tell you. Because the intent was not just to study, it was research. What is it about? What can a man know about electromagnetic induction? Bring the textbook, let's find out. What can a man know about the concept called electromagnetic induction? That if they need me to make a presentation now, I'll make a presentation. Then when it is exam time, I'll study the notes so that I will answer according to how the lecturer did what? Taught me. But should there be a need for me to define electromagnetic induction, you will know that I know electromagnetic induction. Because if your definition was in two lines, by the time I'm done, you will know that the subject electromagnetic induction, I understand what it is. Let it be that the lecturer this is the lecturer that does not like too much writing. And then we'll find a way to tell you that in this thing that you asked us, by the grace of God, we know it. So if a class student does what? Does not study. He does what? Research. And that goes for every topic. And that's why you don't read for exams. I'm going, I'm coming there. Let me not jump. So if a first class student does what? Researches. Researches. That's how people score parallel is. Because where do you want to bring the question from? By God's grace, they've gone through that topic in like two textbooks. It's not like they were forming notes. I'm not saying you should go and maybe you now do it and be carrying shoulder. I read two textbooks. That's not it. You are just honestly trying to find out what is this subject about. What, when they talk about Faraday's law, what are they saying? In diverse languages, in diverse interpretations, such that it stays on your fingertips. And then you can now go to your notes and understand how the lecturer presented it. This is how also to avoid, to tackle a difficult course. A lecturer teaches and you don't understand. And you are sitting down on his notes and you are still not understanding. You can't understand because there are certain knots that is, the man just gave you a skeleton. There are certain flesh, there are certain things that you pick another textbook, you open to that topic and you read through from beginning to the end of that topic. There's no way you come back to that, your lecturer's notes. Chances are you understand. Because you have seen the same topic communicated by a different lecturer this time around in a textbook. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, I've lost two people. Are you, still, are you still with me this evening? And so, because of time, let's move forward. And then the number two about studying strategically is that if a class student does not prepare for exams in the week before exams, I know you already know this one. But if a class student prepares for exams from the day your lecturer started teaching you, So, can I have that your jotter, please? So, this is how, by the grace of God, God used to help us. So, this is my note in class. And today is Monday. So, this was what was taught in class. 
This was what was taught in class from page page to this page. Electromagnetic induction. Permit me to still use that. Are you getting what I'm saying? When I go home that day, after everything, we leave school, come to travel, we have service, we finish, happy prayers, we finish, finish, finish. When I sit down that night, I know what to read. And what I'm reading is what I was taught that day. Six pages. Most times, only six pages. And then these six pages now, assuming the topic was Faraday's first law of electrolysis, I'll now pick up a textbook. When I finish reading this one, I'll now read more. I'll say, oh, so that's what the man was saying. Oh, and he could not even explain himself. Most times, that's what you'll be saying to yourself. So when I now read that textbook or another material anywhere on the subject that was taught today. Me, I'm not busybody that you say, I used to read before what lecture we even teach next week. Me, I didn't reach that side. I'll tell you the honest truth. Once me, I've reached where the lecture has stopped for today, I've gone to sleep. And so this is six pages. And then this is Physics 101. And then I'll now be done with Physics 101. And I'll go to, maybe they taught three courses that day. Physics 101, Chem 101, Math 101. So I'll now go and pick up Chem 101. And then maybe Chem 101 was five pages. And so everything that was taught, maybe that was 102 is organic chemistry. Am I right? 102, organic chemistry. So I'll now pick up organic chemistry, naming of organic compounds. And then I'll now go through it in the notes. It will not really understand me. So I'll pick up another textbook on organic chemistry, naming of organic compounds. I'll now read through. And I say, oh, so that means there's comma before one, comma after one, and then dash between number and, and words. And then the last course I was taught that day was Math 102. Maybe Math 102 is like 10 pages. And I'll pick up textbook. Algebra and trigonometry. Am I right? Right? That's, that's 101. Algebra and trigonometry. 101. That's 101. So, and I'll pick up algebra and trigonometry. And then just look at some things. Change of something or formula. One or two things. And I'll solve. And that one is sweet. I have a passion for math. So, I'll just be solving exercises in K.A. Stroud. And then, if I complete that in three hours, Covenant has gone to sleep. I know you went to school all night to read, so you came back and carried shoulder with your eyes swollen. So you are a senior man, but if I can complete that in three hours, come has gone to sleep. So a first-class student prepared from the faith. Now let me tell you the implication of what this means. This means that when, remember, tomorrow is another day for a lecture, so they will now teach from here to here. I'll repeat the same thing. Wednesday, from here to here, I'll repeat the same thing. Thursday from here to here. Did I, did I lie and tell you that I used to come back from here? I've not. I'll now read from here to here. So Friday they taught again from here to here. Meaning from here to here is what was taught this week. Have you seen my weekend? On my weekend, I'll start again from this one to this one. Is someone getting what I'm saying? Let me tell you the implication of that. By the time my test comes, maybe by the time they set test, this is where we are in the notes. By the time the test comes, you know, in your test, you read everything from beginning to this end, to your, where the lecturer stopped. Right? Now, how many times have I read through this note by the time I write my test? How many? How many? How many? If you are following what I just explained to you, who can tell me the answer? If you are following, who can tell me the answer? Eh? Can you speak if you are following? You see? Eh? How many times? Eh? Eh? Can you just raise your hand, please, and say it? Yes? 
No. 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 I need number. Yes. Three times. God bless you. I've read through this note three times. Remember, the first time is where they taught me, I'll read and stop. Where they taught me, I'll read and stop. Where they taught me, I'll read and stop. Then the second time is by my weekend. I'll now read from where they started at the beginning of that week to the end of that week. Then when test comes, I start from the beginning again to the last. That's three times. Man of God, let me tell you what will happen in an exam hall. Anything I forget, I'll see the page. God is my witness. I'll do what? I'll see the page. That, I mean, I'm telling you the degree of remembrance. I'll see my handwriting, the way I wrote it. I'll remember that my handwriting that day was katascata. Why? That's how first class students study. That's why you don't see somebody chewing pen in an exam hall. Because the human memory works by repetition. If you read one time and then you, don't, you, don't, you have an ample period of time before your exams, you find out that any new information that comes right on top in computer is called overwriting. And so the second time you do it and the third time you do it, every other new information that you process during that period, you didn't overwrite. You didn't repeat it. And so this one that is repeated will overwrite on top of that one. I will now still find a data residue from the first time. And it becomes a bulk. And it stays. That even till today, by the help of the Holy Spirit, I can still discuss the things I, I can still remember the things I learned in Math 101. Some of you are not even knowing that Math 101 is algebra and trigonometry and I'm telling you. Or you're in 211. Some of you don't know that Math 102 is what? Calculus. But I will tell you, as it is now, as I'm talking now, my year one note is in my mind. I can see my year one note now. Are you getting what I'm saying? So they study like that. Do you know what will happen? Before your exams, how many times have you done it? By the time you now read for your exams, how many times have you done your notes? Four times. Then, how much more a lecturer that now gave three tests? How many times have you done it? Six times. One of God, sir. I don't know about your family, but I come from a wicked family too. Eh? My, 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 I come from a royal family. My lineage, mother and father's side, they are DBS. So I, your own is small. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I come from combined when, 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 when I, I followed my mom one time to church when I was small. They told my mom that, okay, for my Kerner family, I was all good all day. Say for your Kerner family, I'm all through. So meaning the two forces came together to fight. But God helped me. It means God can help you too. If God helped me, God can. I don't, care. I don't know how your family own is. Some of you are born and brought up abroad. You have not even... Me, I've eaten my family's food. Meaning they have... <laughs> Please, because of time, number three, the last thing I want to talk about. So what is number one? They score how? Strategically. They are intentional. Number two, they do what? They study strategically. On that study strategically, they research, and then they do what? They study in between. They don't prepare for exams the week before exams. And then the last time, the last thing I want to talk about is they live strategically. They live what? They live what? Strategically. So, because we have a target, is someone blessed already? Year one and year two, is somebody blessed here? Do you see a pathway to a first class as possible? 
I, oh God, I'm, oh Kai, Kai, don't break my heart. Do you see a pathway to a first class as very possible? Oh dear, it's very possible. It's very possible. It's very possible. These things that I just shared, by the help of God, it's very possible. It's very possible. It's very possible. It's very possible. I'm coming to the year three and year four. I'll share one or two things on how to remedy your results. But year one and year two, you were my sincere desire. This thing that I'm telling you, I'm asking it to be recorded so that I'll collect it. The, I'll collect the MP3 file and I will go to people that I know who are in campuses or that I'll just tell them, please listen to this. I'll give it to my cousins that are in year one. I'll tell them, listen to this. Just listen. It's not going to be long. It's going to be about one hour. Just listen to this. It's very possible. Please, I'm begging you, it's very possible. 4.6 is possible. 4.7 is possible. 4.8 is possible. 4.9 is possible. If you're in year one, this is your second semester. It means you, only, you have maybe done mistakes for only one semester. And you are here. Okay, can I, oh, can I do this? If this year, year one, your first semester, has any, has any year one seen their results first semester? Uh, um, if you have up to a 4.5 GPA, can I see your hands? Up to, don't be shy, except there is none. Up to a four point, can I see your hand? Four point GPA, that's first semester. Uh, 3.9. Oh, a 4.7 should be the minimum you graduate with. 4.7, 4.65. Let me come down small. Should be the minimum you graduate with. Because if you make a five point this semester, that's nine, that's already 4.4 something. If you make a five point this semester, by the end of your year one, you are on a 4.4 something. So you start building. If you make another five point at the end of your year two, you are on a 4.6 something. So you can make your face 4.6. You can make a 4.7. That's the last part I want to tell you. Oh, oh dear, we lived strategically. You see CGPA, it was in our head. If I look at your result, I'll tell you what you graduated. If I look at your current CGPA, I'll tell you what you graduated. So we lived, we, are, we were visionaries. If we see a result, we just know mm, what to have, this, 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 what to have, and you have what you want to graduate with. So in, in under living strategically, this is what I mean. I'll, there are many things I would have loved to say, but number one I want to say is have a target. This, under this subject now, year three and year four, please, you can, you can join us now in case you were not part of the service before. You can join us now. Have a target that it doesn't matter where I am now. This is the minimum I want to graduate with. Can I see year three and year four, year five? Have a target. If you are year f- can you just keep it, keep it, year three, year four? If you are in final year, that's four or five. Drop it. So, year three, year four. Good. Thank you. So, have a target. Whatever has happened before now is history. From now, what do you want to have? So, everybody, please, you must have a target. And that is a specific CGPA. Specific. Specific CGPA. Now, that's one. Under living strategically. Then two. Let, let me help somebody. In two, those in 300 and 400, that is not final, 400 in engineering. You are at the verge of a class. Let me see your hands. You are at the verge of 
changing into another class. Let me see your hand. You are the veg. You are the veg. You are the veg. If you graduate on your class, that's your current class now. You have disappointed yourself. Let me let me use a mild word. So your target, I'm, I want to give you an example of a target. If you are on a 2-1, that's a 3 point. If you are on a 2-2 two, two, of a 3.4, if you graduate on that 2-2, two, two, you have failed yourself. You are capable of more than that. If you are on a 4.3, 4.4, and you graduate on a 2-1, two, two, you have failed yourself. You are, you are more than that. If you are on a 2-2, two, two, what's 2-2? Two, 2.5, two? Abi. And you graduate, you are, if you're on a 2 2 of 2. Point, if you're on a, a third class of 2.4, 2.3, and you graduate on that third class, you are more than that. Your target should be those of you around the verge of crossing over into a new class. Set the target of entering to that new class before you graduate. It will, it will affect your life. That target will choose your friends, it will choose where you go to every night. It will choose where you go to after lectures. Because when you look at your friend and he does not have anything he's pursuing and you have something you are pursuing, you'll be like, see, we go talk. Eh? I beg, but we go talk. It will choose your friends. It will choose your time. It will choose your sleep. It's the way you sleep, you cannot sleep. Because you have seen that if I graduate less than this, I have failed myself. So live strategically, number one, set a target. Then, a graduation target, right? Then, number two, break it down into semi-stars target. So, for example, you want to graduate with a 4.6. 4.65 or 4.7. Hope you know that you cannot allow a C again in your result. First class, um, under level, 200 level students. Your minimum CGPA every semester, your minimum GPA every semester your minimum GPA every semester 100 and 200 level listen to me your minimum GPA do you know what GPA is Kai I've done orientation for you people GPA is grade point average that's when they add all your grades your minimum GPA every semester should be less should be minimum more than your CGPA do you understand what I'm saying Meaning, if your CGPA is a 3.9, never in your life should you have anything close to 3.9. It will drop it. It will drop it. So, if you're on a 3.9 and your target is a 4.65, never have anything less than a 4.5. Less than what? A 4.5. Because I said, when you have a target, break it down into semester GPA. So, because I knew what I needed to graduate with, I knew where I was. All I needed to do was to draw a map. And I saw that this is, I needed a minimum five points every semester to get there. And that was my semester target. And that one is easy, just all A's. It's easy to calculate. Those of you that say 4A1B1C, that one you now need calculator to calculate. This one, once you just say all A's, it's easy to calculate, it's, it's 5.0. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, no, I believe you know how to calculate your GPA. If you don't know how to calculate your GPA, please meet the chapel rep. You are under the umbrella of chapel of praise. The chapel rep should be able to either he helps or shows you someone that will help you calculate your CGPA tonight before you go. It's very simple. 
A is 5, B is 4, C is 3, B is 2, E is 1, F is 0. And then times your credit unit and you total everything, divide by the number of courses. It's very simple. There's no time I would have loved to do that. Are you getting what I'm saying? So your semester's GPA should be minimum, minimum higher than your CGPA. Anytime you have a 3.9 and you have another, you have a 3.8 something to bring down your CGPA. Is that clear enough? So you set your semester GPA. And that goes to even those 300, 400. It doesn't care what happened before now. If you tell yourself that from now until I graduate, minimum 4.5, you see your end of, you see your convocation CGPA, you'll be surprised. Because there's something that happens when your CGPA is around 3. It flies until you are in 4.5, then it starts crawling. And then number three, okay, that's one, have a target. Number two, break it into semester target. Number three, your semester GPA should never be less than your CGPA. And, number, and lastly, and lastly, under living strategically, and lastly, please, I know that sometimes some academic experts tell you that in your A, in your three credit unit. Come, that phone you are pressing, sir. Are you recording us? Eh? You are recording us? Because, oh, to God, I would have sent you out. I would have sent you out. You know, I'm not always like this on Sunday. On Sunday, I'm a humble man of God. This one, I want to help your life. You must be helped by force. Please, lastly, what did I say? Yes, I know the academic experts have told you that if you have three credit units, prioritize three credit units to read that one very well and then don't really read two credit units. Read three credit units first because if you have A in that one, it shifts your CGPA and then if you have B in two credit units, if you're in that advice is okay. I'm telling you, what I'm telling you now, I told you that it's for those with a target of 4.5 minimum. Am I right? This seminar. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This Bible study is for the next batch of first class graduates from Chapel of Praise. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So if your target is 2-2, it's still okay. We love you. We welcome you. We appreciate God in your life. But this one is for those that they are minimum, especially year one, year two to be a first class. So, if your intention is to graduate with a first class, any day you hear that advice, put it in a, in a, in a bag. Tie the mouth very well so that it will not come out. Put it in a dustbin. Because even a C in a two credit unit can do damage to your CGP at the 4.6. You don't know what I'm saying. Eh? Have you seen, when you, get, when you cross 4.5, you have parallel A's, it will just do 4.501. But have one B. That's when you know that the, your family people are after you. I don't know who calculated the mathematics of CGPA, but that's how it works. One B can do such damage that 10 A's cannot do. Once you get to that first class place, one C will take you from 4.5 to 4.39. One C. So in your semester, as you carry your seven courses or eight courses, read them as if your life depends on it. You must get them all. Not, I want to get A in, in 
three credit units. Then two credit units, well, see what we can do. Whatever comes, we thank God. He set your target. You just want to be an average student. That advice is not a bad advice. So did I say it's a bad advice? However, it will suit your purposes if you intend graduating with a first class. All your grades are, in, are intentionally, must be intentionally excellent if you want to graduate with a first class. Let it be that you now had one B somewhere. You, you know, if you have all A's, it's five points, right? If you have all B's, it's what? Eh? Eh? Four points. If you have all C's, it's what? If you have all D's, it's what? If you have all E's, it's what? So you avoid anything in the class that you don't want. It means if you want to graduate in the first class, it must always be A. And at all, at all, at all, one or two B. So that you land around 4.5, 4.6. But if your intention is to graduate to the first class, break up with C tonight. Because C is in academics. It's just like the it's just like the word that it starts for. It's cancer. That's why cancer starts with C. Once you have a C, it's like nylon that they took pin. You just see your results. Can we rise up on our feet as we pray? Can we rise up on our feet? Let's just pray five minutes. Five minutes. And then, what I want you to pray is that after all has been said and done, let me surprise you. Pay attention. Listen to this so that you know how to pray. We don't have time. I said even if we pray for 20 minutes, please pray. 20 seconds rather, pray. Let me say this. How many of you have seen that scripture that Jesus said, the poor you will always have with you? Have you seen that scripture? Who have heard that scripture? Okay, you have not seen it, but you've heard before. Can I see your hands? The poor you will always have with you. Can you raise your hands? Virtually almost everybody. Quickly, quickly. But why is it that Jesus said, I died that you might be rich? Then he now came back and said, the poor you always have with you. That sounds like it's not a nice. It sounds like it's not good. He said, I died. Second Corinthians chapter 8. He said, Christ died that we might be rich. And he now said, oh, there will always be poor people. Who can answer that question? Yes. Speak out, speak out well. So what he's trying to say is the word choice. The word what? I know all of you have heard this teaching and in your heart and spirit you are willing to be committed into this course. But oh friend, the choice is not the choice that you make here. The choice that will matter is the choice whether to put these things to work or not. It's not the one you answer, I will put it to work. It's the choice when you are lying down someday and then your spirit tells you, put that grace to work. Stand up. It's the choice you will make in that moment. It's the choice you will make when your friend holds your hand and says, let's go and see somebody in that place. 
and your spirit tells you, but you know you have not read today's portion of what you were taught. It's the choice you will make in that moment. It's the choice you will make when it is a weekend and it is a heavyweight Premier League match. But you have not covered from the beginning to the end for that week. It's the choice you will make. It's the choice you will make when you are confronted with a temptation and sin. And you know that sin eh, is, is, is a weak point of wisdom. It's the choice you will make that time. That one that nobody will be there. It will just be in your heart and in your spirit. But by the teaching that you have received tonight, by the grace that you have received tonight, that grace will speak in your heart and will tell you the right thing to do and will give you energy to do it. But have you seen the choice you will make in that moment? That is why they will always be poor people. Because God created us as legal beings, as choiceful beings, so that when the judgment of hellfire and heaven comes, you will not say it's, it's God that forced you to do something. He gave us a choice and he made sure that the choice is quickly accompanied by something also with capital letter C called consequence. And so many people are hearing this teaching tonight but not everybody here will graduate in the first class. I'll be sincere. I'm not here to sugarcoat and shout for you. Because the grace that you will receive tonight, according to Titus chapter 2 verse 11, I didn't know that grace has an ability to teach. But in Titus chapter 2 verse 11, I saw that grace is a teacher. He will tell you to do the right thing. I used to think that when I am laid hands upon and I am given grace, that I will lie down, that that grace will make me stand up and read. No! The grace will tell me that it's time to read and will encourage me to read, but it will not stand me up from my bed. <laughs> the day I realized this was the day I told God, I said, I will that's why I realized that Paul said that I did not put the grace of God in vain. And I said, ah, so it's possible to put the grace of God in vain. And the Holy Spirit answered, yes. He said, when you ignore the promptings of that grace, you have wasted it. This evening, I want you to pray the grace that will enable you to do. Kai, the grace that will do what? Come on, can I hear your voice? The grace that will do what? Enable you. The enabling grace. The enabling grace. The grace that will pick you up from your bed. The grace that will make you dedicated and committed, committed to spirituality. The grace that will energize you. If you are serious with yourself, you have three minutes to pray that prayer. If I am you, I will turn and face a wall because somebody must touch that grace tonight. Can you raise your voice and pray that prayer? Raise your voice.